previously on Just Cow in the City. So welcome to the fall, everybody. It's the middle of August. There ain't going to be a snowstorm. Because I'm just going to badmouth you next. So you better get there at 8.15 because I cannot have breakfast and lunch and then have wings. No matter how you hear me screaming from outside, do not open this door. Oh, my God. I took a sip of that guy's drink. I've got to stick to the oatmeal, but they have a make-your-own-omelet station. I mean, come on. Just got in the city, everybody's here looking good and pretty. Been down, isn't it a pity? Trying to make things looking bright and chippy. All around, people seem crazy, walking around trying not to be lazy. But at night, it's a different place, making it work in your own space. Come on, come on, and dance all night. I'm here each week, it'll be alright, cause it's just out in the city. Cause it's just out in the city. Cause it's just out in the city. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Just Gow in the City, September 13th edition, 2022. Oh, my goodness, it is a gorgeous day in downtown Manhattan, New York City in the year 2022. It is a perfect, again, I told you, this September is so fantastic. Blue sky, perfect weather, 76 degrees, a little breeze going on. I mean, I am just sitting in the podcast Castle of Juskow, Casa Juskow, and looking out the window and having, I don't have the fan on, there's a breeze actually coming out the window and it's not coming off the East River. I mean, that is a good day. It's beautiful outside as it's supposed to be this time of the year as we started our show last week. Isn't it funny that I always start off with the weather? Why wouldn't I? Hello and welcome to the show, everybody. Oh my goodness, it's a fun day. I just got off the phone with Montclair State University, and it is happening. I will be teaching that course on Clueless. Now, I know I've said I was going to do it, but, you know, things happen and all this and all that. But, no, it's going to be on the spring schedule. Professor David Juskow teaching completely clueless at Montclair State University. It's going to be fun and festive and unbelievable. Yes, it's happening. I just got off the phone with the guy who was just asking a bunch of questions. You know, he's like, well, what time do you want to do? What day do you want to do? I'm like, I get to choose. Well, uh, let me see. How about 6 a.m. Thursday morning? That'd be great for the children, right? No, maybe a nine o'clock class. I get to choose. I get to choose what time. I told him Thursdays and Fridays. Obviously, work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Even though I get off at four, I could teach a nighttime class on a Wednesday. But still, you know, you got to get to the school and you want to get there early. You certainly don't. I don't want to be like, I mean, everything I'm thinking about is from movies and TV that I've seen. So I don't want to be like Ross from Friends where I got to, you know, go from one class to the other and you got to like get roller skates and stuff like that. And obviously, just like Ross from Friends, I want to start dating one of my students immediately. Uh, okay, we won't do that aspect. However, uh, but this is going to be awesome. So I figure I'll teach on Thursdays when I usually go to see Rhoda, but she's just going to have to deal with the fact I, I might not be able to see her on Thursday. But if I teach in the afternoon, I could probably go see her and then go see teach my. I'm like, Mom, I have to teach my class. <laughs> oh my God, it's funny every goddamn time. It's hilarious every goddamn time. This is so funny. I'm going to be teaching Professor Juskow. It's happening. I think it's, it starts right after, um, uh, it, happening right after Martin Luther King Day. And I will start trying to figure out whether it should be one day a week, two days a week. 
Uh, he's like the the uh, options are uh, you can do one class for six weeks at two hours and forty five minutes. I'm like, excuse me, and I'm like, well, I could talk that long, but I'm like, geez, that's a really long time. He's like, well, what if you have a guest or something? I'm like, yeah. He goes, otherwise, you could teach maybe twelve weeks at an hour and fifteen minutes. I'm like, well, that seems too short. And he's like, well, there might be a nine week option where you could do an hour and forty five minutes, and that seems perfect. Now, an hour and fifteen technically sounds better. But yeah, what if you do have a, a guest that you just kind of want to do this and do that? And I don't know, but maybe an hour and 15 is plenty for a first time person like me. But I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. But I mean, the fun of figuring it out is even better. So I, figured, I was like, well, look, this, this isn't a morning class. Nobody's going to want to talk about any, this kind of stuff. You know, morning classes are for math, other actual stuff. This is definitely an afternoon class that can't be taught, that really should be taught at night after 5 o'clock. I mean, I could make it 2.30, but it really, like 5.15 sounds like a perfect time for a class about a movie. And he's like, well, you also want to do it, you know, around your guests, like when you could get them. And I'm like, oh, geez, I hadn't even thought about that. And, you know, who you want to zoom in. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. But I guess I would just work at their schedule, whatever it is. So... I mean, I, I don't know who's coming in. I don't know. I mean, obviously, yes, would I like to get Amy Eckerling? I suppose so. But I'm like, if it's a, it's just a one-credit class for starters, so it's more of an elective. And I feel like I should save that up for when it's like a three-credit course. But the question is, is anybody going to want to sign up? And I'm like, well, how many kids are going to be in? He goes, I don't know, 25 to 30? I'm like, excuse me? I thought it was going to be like 10. So this, I don't, I don't even know. That's, you know, who's going to sign up? I don't know. But he goes, well, it's a sexy title. So I think I think you're going to get they they think it's going to be the way we think that this is going to be unbelievable that everybody wants to take this class and especially for one credit and as an elective I don't see anything go wrong I'm like what well, what what do I do about the assignments and stuff he's like excellent question I'm like you know if it's just an elective I don't want to give long tedious you know if, if you have an elective my electives that I'm looking at my transcript is bowling golf you know they weren't giving out homework assignments on that so. You know, I, I just, but that was my plan anyway. Just give out short assignments. I don't want to give out long assignments. God, I hate school. So I don't want anybody to think about me on the weekends. I want them to think, like, oh, I'm excited for the clues class today because the guy never gives homework. What am I, Mr. Hand and uh, Fast Times Red Run High? I can't wait to be Mr. Hand. I hope there's shades in the uh, classroom so I can uh, shut them down, kind of like Professor Snape as well, except I won't have the wand. Any any movie you've ever seen where somebody immediately shuts down, closes the door, locks it, pulls down the shades. <laughs> anything I could do to emulate any movie I've ever seen where there is a teacher should work. Hello. My name is Mr. Han. I have but one question for you. Can you attend my class? It is for your own good. And if you can't make it, I can make you. We have a 20-question quiz every Friday. Your grade is the average of all your quizzes, plus the midterm and final, which counts for one-third. Got it? Also, uh, there will be no eating. E-A-T-I-N-G. No eating in this class. You get used to doing your own business on your own time. That's one demand I make. Just like you wouldn't want me to come to your house some evening and discuss U.S. history on your time. Understand? Yes, sir. But I am aware of that, and I will do the job, and it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I just had that conversation. I just got off the phone. That's why I'm taping a little late today. 
because uh, you know this guy's like, well, I'll give you a call around one. I'm like, one? Ah, uh, I usually record around then. But no, this was important, and I was really excited to talk to him. This guy's a great guy who's helped me out. He's a professor there, and I guess in charge of uh, people like me who uh, want to teach courses out of nowhere. So perfect. Hello. Hello. You'll have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel. How are you? How's everybody doing? I hope everybody's doing all right. So just a quick note on this Tuesday's show, uh, the, what I'm saying, the, uh, the Comedy Cellar show. Uh, we're supposed to have Dino Stamatopoulos on. It's not, it's not anybody's fault. They're doing construction at the Cellar Podcast Studio. Fortunately, we found out well in advance. So I'm going to hold him off because I want to do him in person uh, until the 27th, which I'm a little worried about because that's the day uh, it's still Rosh Hashanah, but it shouldn't be an issue. But I feel like I'm not going to be able to do a lot of research because it's Sunday and Monday. But because uh, I'm, you know, at my sister's house Monday, so I'm just, I'm just a little worried, you know, that I just won't be as w- well prepared as I would another day. But I don't want to save him anymore. And I have Colin Smith coming in on the 20th live to perform. So that's a fun time. So I think I'm going to have Memo on tonight and Lacey the puppet to make the football picks. So <laughs> that's that's my plan of action. That um, since there's a change, I'll be doing it from my house. Uh, and I can't deny I was looking forward to doing it at the cellar, but there'll be plenty of time for that. I also, speaking of Clueless, asked Molly Heckerling to come on because I was excited now that we have the studio. She goes, oh, well, we <laughs> funny story, we moved to Vermont. And I'm like, what? I wasn't apprised of this. So, damn it, because uh, I love her. I mean, I would make her my co-host every week. She's so delightful. and uh, But now she doesn't live here anymore which is messed up, as uh, many other people have left. I assume her mother still lives here. I don't think she'll ever leave. She can't leave, not with that accent. Amy Heckerling, I'm talking about. But anyway, uh, still a very. I get a very excited about uh, doing the show on Tuesdays with the football picks and everything, whether people hate it or not. But then we do it at the end. You want to shut off at 7 o'clock, not do the picks, fine. But I know everybody likes to do it, so whatever. The important thing is that we're here, we're queer, get used to it. That's all I have to say. That's all I have to say about that. Now, let's see. Should I work backwards today? I didn't, there wasn't much going on, and yet there was, right? And next week will be even better. Like tonight, I'm actually going out with, uh, if those of you who listen to the Billy Joel podcast, Alan and I are meeting Italian Stallion Al at a bar downtown, he's going to see Billy Joel tonight at MSG, so we told him we meet him. I told you, you know, some of you guys that, that listen, you know, I'll, I'll meet up with you. <laughs> you know, it's fun meeting up to uh, a, a loyal listener. Uh, I love you guys. That's why I was so upset that Jenny Cohn Sanchez left, because I'm like, I, I thought we were friends. So we're going to meet up with him later, so that ought to be fun. And, uh, you know, this Monday, I mean, this will have already happened coming out on Tuesday, but, you know, starts Monday Night Wings. Very excited about that. Very excited about that. So that's why I don't care, even though this weekend I'm working um, overtime for work, so I won't see anybody on Saturday and Sunday, which is a bummer. Uh, yeah, it'll be over already. My friend Joe, I usually have him on it. They COVID just messed everything up. You know how I usually have this Hope and Heroes thing for my friend Joe, for his daughter. You know, we've had him on the podcast trying to raise money for his organization, Hope and Heroes, and they have their walk 
this Saturday, which they, I don't know, they might have moved for me because I told them, come on, on Sundays, you want football Sunday, you want me to come over, we usually tailgate, all this kind of stuff. They moved it to Saturdays. Now I work on Saturday. I can't even go. I feel horrible. Uh, but Hope and Heroes, that's the organization. And uh, I don't know. I don't even know how, I, now that I think about it, how am I even going to watch my niece run in the marathon on that Sunday if I have to work? But also then, you know, it's fun to get out of doing that because, oh, no, I have to work. So it's kind of brilliant. Uh, work it's back and forth i can't figure out whether it's good or bad it's it's mostly bad but it, it's pretty good too i mean i figure i was just gonna be home watching football anyway on sunday so if i'm working 8 to eight thirty, that's what i'd be doing anyway but now i'll get paid for it so w2 wtf uh, i just want to tell you one thing from maybe it was last week or two weeks ago uh i was talking about female nurses and I was talking to, I went out with my friend Jasmine Wednesday too. And I was talking about, I'm sorry, female doctors. Remember we were having that conversation. Does anybody have a female primary care doctor who has to put, you know, we talked about this, has to put a finger up your butt or feel your balls, you know, and in this day and age, you know, you don't want to poo poo a female doctor. I mean, I do it as a joke. I'm like, well, a female doctor, you know, it's a, it's a joke, but uh, of course it's a joke. They're, Obviously, there's no issue. Uh, we know. <laughs> I, I was just about. To, we know they're just as smart as men. <laughs> I'm still talking. I should shut up. But uh, you know what, what I'm talking about. So, but I still love the the gag. You know, a female doctor, and I'll do it till the day I'm dead because it's funny. Anyway, my friend Mitch, who listens to this show, called me the other day and said, you know, I was listening to the podcast and I had a female doctor, and it was. I don't use it, and it was awkward. He said, it wasn't like awkward, but he said she never felt my testicles. You know, like she just didn't check for that kind of stuff. Uh, and I'm like, well, that's that's bad, right? He goes, yeah, I, I, I changed. Like, like he, you know, because I asked if anybody has ever had, a, a man has ever had a female doctor. So I still haven't, I mean, he had it, but I still haven't heard of anybody that's doing all the stuff. I can't remember whether he said he, you know, she inserted her finger to check for prostate. Uh, I think he said she did. It's, I, you know, it's it's awkward to, I don't even know if there's an until involved, uh, let alone a, a, a male gynecologist, for there should only be female gynecologists at this point. At this point, I'm saying in our crazy society that's all insane, you know, about cancellation and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so I was talking to Jasmine, and she said, yeah, some of my male friends have female doctors, but they're under 40, so they haven't had to get any of that stuff checked. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So I still need to know if anybody else has experienced, uh, you know, the weirdness, which shouldn't be weird because women have been going through male gynecologists for decades. A man completely checking your vagina um, how does how does this feel, <laughs> or your boobs? So this is new. Uh, you know, to, I, I'm not being naive or anything. I mean, it's just I'm dying to hear if anybody else has that problem. So I'm glad Mitch uh, let me know that it was a little awkward, and the fact that she didn't uh, check because maybe she felt like this is awkward, but that's not good for anybody. Now, from what I've been told most guys our age don't get testicular cancer anymore but i i don't know I mean, that's what Atel told me because i think we want to feel better that we don't have it but 
I'd never heard that. I can't believe there's an age where it just stops. Why would there be? Can't you just get cancer all the time? But maybe it's like, maybe with testicular cancer, it's like cavities. You have a couple of years where you get, you know, you're cavity prone and then it just stops. Why? How can it just stop? How does your cavity prone years just stop? How can you just stop getting cavities? But it's true. I mean, I take okay care of my teeth, but yeah, I haven't had a cavity in a very long time. I wonder why. So maybe, maybe there's something to do like that. I don't know. Anyway, speaking of my body. So as I told you last time on the last podcast, I have a, a, you know, an Amazon Fire Stick that I get this British, all the British networks, you know, live. Like the UK four, the BBC one, BBC one, a BBC two. That's from Austin Powers. Mrs. Will ya make me tea? Make love to me. Put on the telly to the BBC. Uh, I get all that kind of stuff, right? And so I, like I said, I just sometimes I just watch because the hours are so different. Sometimes if I'm watching at eleven o'clock at night, it's five in the morning there or whatever, and I'm just watching like Friends on that channel instead of watching it on Channel Eleven here in America uh, because I like the commercials better there because they're more better spoken. So they every time I'm watching, especially on like Saturday mornings. You know, if it's like one in the morning here, uh, I what they have a, a sponsor called Ucult, U K U L T, and that's this this episode of Fraser is sponsored by Ucult. One bottle a day changes the way you feel. I don't know what it is, uh, but I, I didn't know what it was. But they just kept advertising it and advertising it and advertising, and obviously, advertising continues to work, which is why commercials. Uh, why they have to, the networks make you spend so much money on advertisements because they do work sometimes. So this is just in your face and they have a picture of a little pink bottle and I'm like, what is this little pink bottle? They could, they never tell you what it does. It's a brilliant ad campaign. They actually have, the British are so cool, they have the little bottle of Ucolt at a microphone doing stand-up comedy, but it doesn't talk. They just sell jokes while it's up there. It's they're so much smarter that they're just up for anything, you know? So it's a really good advertisement, I guess. And then I looked it up online. What is Ucolt? And then I found out it's a probiotic drink. And it looks, the bottle looks huge when they show it on TV, but it's really tiny, actually kind of small. So I was looking up the things and they're like, oh, you should take one bottle a day. And I was looking up, it's a Japanese, it's a Japanese liquid. They say it's good, and I've been told I should, you know, Sarah tells me I should take a probiotic, but then, of course, my brother-in-law says, what are you, crazy? I, I don't know, but I'm bloated all the time, and let alone with all these meals I've been eating, I'm like, you know, being regular wouldn't be horrible. <laughs> and you know I love talking about this stuff, and I mean, like Sarah said, are fascinated by our uh, movements and uh, diarrhea and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, apparently everybody else is too because they have this stuff. And, you know, they have that Activia for women. They say it's for women and stuff like that. But 
this bottle is for everybody. So I looked it up and I looked up the benefits and there seems to be like absolutely nothing wrong with it. I mean, I did quite a bit of research one night and I found out they have it at one store in my neighborhood. It's a Japanese grocery that's on 59th Street between 2nd and 3rd. And I've been going to that grocery for years just to pick up real soy sauce or something Japanese. I mean, I love Asian food and I love the Japanese grocery and it's it's nice in there. And it's just this one store on 59th Street that has all these Japanese products, like food products, and they sell sell this beverage. So I went to go get it and they had it and it's really tiny. They come in a five pack and they're like $3 and they're really tiny and cute. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to give it a try. So I got it and I drank it every night after dinner. Like I think they tell you to take it in the morning, but I just thought I'd try it after dinner first and then get on some other kind of schedule. Some people drink more. They're like, try not to drink more than two bottles a day. I'm like, those people are idiots. One bottle a day is fine. That's where you want to start. I don't know what the matter is. And I was like expecting, I mean, I think I had, I might've ordered White Castle the first night. I I think I ordered White Castle on either Friday or Saturday after I did the last podcast. I don't know why. Something happened. Oh, I know what it was. It must have been Saturday morning because I was watching Saturday Night Fever and it was on in the morning just before I went to work. That's what it was. And they had the scene from White Castle and I'm like, oh man, I think it's time. I haven't had White Castle in about six, seven months. I think it's time. So I ordered it. And I got to say, a lot of times when I order it and I'm like, why did I order this? But this time it, it hit the spot. It was perfect. Now, everyone knows. In fact, I was talking to my friend Alina who, oh, I meant to have her on the show this week because she was complaining about a restaurant. I'm like, oh, that's what my podcast is for. I might change the name next year. Like, you know, Just Gals Restaurant Complaints. I don't, I don't know what it is. It's definitely Just Gals. The city works for it. But she was complaining about, a, you know, a restaurant and a situation. And I'm like, oh, you got to come on the podcast and talk about this. this my nurse friend. She's so funny. Of course, I was complaining about her. The, I told her I was complaining about you the other day when we went to the Japanese for the sushi place and you were your daughter wrote a dessert while I was still eating. She goes, that's hilarious. So she gets it. and She's really funny. And I was like, oh, I meant to have her on to do some more complaining because, you know, I love when somebody else is complaining about a restaurant and service that what could make me happier than that? I was talking about And she said before she got married, she was eating White Castle and she lost like 10 pounds because White Castle is like a probiotic and it just goes through your system and it's over. Anyway, after I had White Castle, not I'm not trying not to be gross, but I, you know also how I enjoy talking about it. After I had White Castle, I drank the probiotic and I had the probiotic for five days and I have been constipated. It's doing the exact opposite thing. So I looked it up and they said, the side effects are you might have the reverse effect I told you my body works differently than everyone else's. When I do a colonoscopy and I'm taking the liquid, remember I did an entire show about it. When I take that stuff and they say it's supposed to work in a half hour, it takes 12 hours for me, which is probably why I can eat such crap because my stomach really must be made of steel. So it's working the opposite. And then I started to panic, you know, because I don't know if you've been watching Never Have I Ever this season, but, uh, I'm not going to tell you, but there's a scene where this guy is like, you know, not going to the bathroom and, you know, he has to go to the emergency room. So I'm getting panicked and I looked it up and they're like, and I'm like, should I continue to take it? Should I continue to take it? But I'm continuing to take it. I figure it's just a a side effect where they say while the aminos or whatever, the biotics are entering your system, it 
messes it up at first. But I'm taking it. But the weird part is, and I'm going to work, and I'm like thinking, you know, this is when everything gets bad after the meals, but nothing's been happening. But I haven't felt sick. I haven't been felt bloated. I like I I feel fine. You know, I don't feel. I'm saying constipated. I just noticed I hadn't gone, but there's no issue. That's why it's so weird. But I, you know, finding everything worked out. But I'm expecting, you know, I want it to work out. But I'm gonna, I'm continuing to take it, and I guess we'll see what happens. I don't know. I just want to keep taking it. I think it's good for somebody like me to take a, uh, I guess it's a probiotic every day. Seems like a good plan. I mean, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be great to? Be, that's what everybody talks about. Howard Stern talks about it. So being regulated, especially at this age, is a pretty good feeling. And uh, since the way I've been eating at this job, and they've extended the free lunch and uh, free breakfast and lunch till the end of the year now, or maybe forever, who knows? I can't help myself. And this Monday will be the real test. And again, this will happen after this comes out. How am I going to deal with it if they have something delicious when I you know it's wing night? I got to try and stick to a salad. Just going to have to have some sort of control. Although I do think that since I've been um, taking this stuff, I have been eating less. So I don't know. I don't know, but I'm excited about it. But I actually need to go to the store today after I finish this so I can pick up some more bottles. They all come five in a, you know, five in a pack. And it tastes okay. And it's just easy to drink it. I don't know. I feel like a month from now, it'll work great. So you look it up. It's called Ucult. Y-U-K-U-L-T. But it, like I said, nobody knows about it here, clearly. They only sell it at the Japanese store, and I only see it advertised in Britain. And this this day of cartoons is sponsored by Yukol. And in case you want to have a stress-free day, whatever they say, I don't know. And also, on an old new episode of Frasier, Niles gets into some trouble with uh, Daphne as he pines over her after all these years. I, I don't know what I'm talking about, but that's what they do. And it's uh, a, an awesome way to watch TV. It's so soothing. Their commercials are so much better than the loud, obnoxious ones we have here. Oh, and that's the other thing, too. So I, I finally got the full. Oh, so after I left here yesterday, I guess I went uptown. I don't think I told you this. I went uptown to see if I could find the fall preview TV guy. It was only uh, located in this one supermarket on like 67th and first and i got the fall preview i was like so excited so i read it cover to cover one night when i couldn't sleep in bed with my headlight flashlight on like they use for like mining because i don't don't have a lamp in my room because i'm fucking child so i read it cover to cover and i didn't find one show to highlight or talk about now last year i had three or four shows i was very interested in i read it cover to cover and i found nothing and then i was thinking i wonder if the reason is that the fall preview just doesn't matter anymore because they just release shows year-round nowadays fall isn't the time it's not it's i know it's not like the old days there's certainly another on nothing on network tv the last new network tv show that i picked up was that show ghosts which has become very popular on CBS on Thursdays. So I was just reading through it. And like, if I go cover to cover, I see things and I'm like, 
this doesn't this is not interesting me at all. There's no new show. There's a bunch of I can't and a lot of times I can't tell whether they're one-offs or scripted shows. But if I'm going through it just really quickly right now, yeah, the the first page is just ones that are coming back and they have ghosts and I'm like, "All right, it's a big deal. I already knew about that." And then right, then it's the fall preview. So they're the Lord of the Rings shit which I don't watch. Then something called Andor on Disney, not interested. Then the only thing I'm interested in, which I think I told you, was Wednesday, which comes out in the fall on Netflix. It's, um, who's the guy I'm thinking of? Uh, the guy who does Beetlejuice and uh, stuff like that. The, the Tim Burton. Tim Burton uh, of the Adams family. Uh, he's, you know, his thing, and it's about Wednesday Adams, and that looks like fun. And I think I mentioned that on the Tuesday show, so I'm very excited about that. You know, Hocus Pocus 2. I don't care about, and I don't, it says premieres Friday, September, but I think it's just a movie. I don't think it's a series, and that's the thing you can't tell. Then there's, a, they're going to do an interview with the vampire series. Eh, I didn't like the movie very much. Maybe that'll be okay. I think it's one of those things I have to just let people tell me about. Then there's something, Monarch with Susan Sarandon, not interested, reasonable. So Help Me Todd is a new CBS show that looks funny, but I'm not going to watch it. It's with Marsha Gay Hart, and I can't watch anything with somebody named Gay. <laughs> oh, I'm good. I'm sure it'll be funny, but it's it's so funny now. Now I finally come on. I'm like, why am I watching a network show? They're all awful, and they have advertisements. They have a new Walker, a sequel to Walker. Remember that there was the old Chuck Norris that they updated. Now they got another sequel. It's so horrible. Uh, there's a Dangerous Liaison series. Maybe I'm thinking of... They're making a series of American Gigolo, the movie I finally saw in an entirety about a year ago. It was so popular when I was growing up, and it made Richard Gere's career, obviously. So I don't know. That starts this Sunday, a series on American Gigolo. I... Then they have the... Deanna, what's her name? Deanna Diarmis, um, that beautiful girl from James Bond who's awesome. She's playing Marilyn Monroe, but... I can't tell whether it's a one-shot or a series. But I might watch that one only because I like that Diormis girl. Like, what is her first name? D- isn't it Diane or Deanna? How do they not have that listed? She was so good in that James Bond movie. Uh, all this stuff. Professionals, Rogue Heroes, not a fire country, any of that stuff. Alaska Daily. Alaska Daily is with uh, Hillary Swank. Where the hell has she been? Something, I guess it happens, it's a network show, it looks stupid. East New York with Jimmy Smith, another police show in East New York. No thanks, I don't need to see a, a, a television show based on a horrible place in this neighborhood that I can see free on the news every day. I'm just looking at some of this shit, it's all bad. Annika, I don't know what the fuck that is. What you know? That's on PBS, Suspect on BritBox. Oh, a new George Lopez show called Lopez versus Lopez. Oh, that's going to be unbelievable. Uh, oh, my God. Then there's a show called Blockbuster, which looks like it's fun. It's something about the Blockbuster video store. But again, it, it's on Netflix, but it doesn't say whether it's a series or just like a documentary, just like the Weird Al Yankovic story, which I do want to see because Daniel Radcliffe is playing Weird Al. Why wouldn't you want to see that? But on the Roku channel... What the hell is the Roku channel? But it always says premieres November 4th. Is it a series? Is it a one-off movie? I don't understand. The Jennifer Hudson show. 
She has her own show. What is happening? I just saw the Nick Cannon show today. That guy stinks. But there's a new Holocaust documentary by Ken Burns, which I might want to say. Yeah, you usually don't like that Holocaust thing, but it's about the, the U.S. and our horrible reaction to what was happening in the Holocaust. You know, maybe it's one of those things like in Seinfeld. You haven't seen Schindler's List? You have to. Jerry, have you seen Schindler's List? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you have to go. You have to. I'm going. You have to. Okay. <laughs> then there's a McEnroe show or something. That seems okay, but I mean, it's a, I think it's a documentary. All, the, all this is, I'm just going through this in my thing. Oh, well, okay. The one that I really want to see, uh, Disenchanted, which is the sequel to Enchanted, which is one of the greatest movies ever with Amy Adams and uh, McDreamy which I really, I must have seen that 50 times, and that's on Disney Channel on Thanksgiving Day. So I'm not denying I'm very excited about that. <laughs> but that's just a movie, and that's it. And then it just goes, oh, I see. There's nothing I want to see. Not one god thing. I'm, I'm holding the thing in my, uh, in my hand like the, uh, the guy from uh, Godfather 2. We have it. We have it right here. It says you were told to murder on... Uh, Michael Corleone's request. We have it. I, uh, I never knew no Godfather. I got my own family, Senator. Mr. Pentangeli, you, uh, you are contradicting a sworn statement you previously made to me and signed. I ask you again, sir. Here and now, under oath, were you at any time a member of a crime organization headed by Michael Corleone. I don't know nothing about that. Oh. I was in the olive oil business with his father, but that was a long time ago, that's all. We have a sworn affidavit. We have it. Your sworn affidavit that you murdered on the orders of Michael Corleone. Do you deny this confession? And do you realize what will happen as a result of your denial? Look, the FBI guys, they promised me a deal. So I, so I made up a lot of stuff about Michael Corleone, because that's what they wanted. But, but it was all lies. Uh, everything. And I kept saying, uh, uh, Michael Corleone did this, and uh, Michael Corleone did that. So I said, uh, yeah, sure. I'm going to find out what the hell happened here. I'm holding it in my hand, throwing it up like um, also like in um, in Big when uh, Tom Hanks is like holding up this thing when she's like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? And he hits her with the magazine. This is what goes through my head because I'm crazy. But yeah, I'm not happy with the fall lineup. And usually this would be the show where I'm so excited. I just went through. I just went through it just now page by page and be like, yeah, nothing. Not happy. But I did watch The Sandman last night. I've been watching She-Hulk. That has been very entertaining, but there's parts where she talks to the camera that are not good. I don't know why they put that in. That part is not working for me. I don't know why. There's no reason for her to do it. No reason at all. So that's been bothering me, but the show itself is very good, very entertaining. She-Hulk on Disney+. Plus. I just watched the first episode of The Sandman last night, which is on Amazon. No, it's on Netflix which is that Neil Gaiman show. And the first episode was pretty good, but I don't know if it's going to keep my interest. So 
I'm just talking about all those things, and I'll let you know when there's something as good as Never Have I Ever, because I finally finished that show last weekend, and goddamn, if that third season wasn't just as good or better than the first two seasons. You may not like this Mindy Kaling, but she is good. Casting is brilliant. The writing is brilliant. I mean, I might talk about this show in my course because the writing is really spectacular and it is a really quality show. Never have I ever, if you haven't seen it. It made me happy that Marcy was watching Emily in Paris because I said so. Now, I've told you multiple times, Emily in Paris is only a guilty pleasure for a pervert like myself uh, who just likes... Uh, I would say hot girls and hot guys because that guy in it is so good looking. But it's just a stupid show, and I've mentioned that before, and what are you going to do? I just like it, and I know it's stupid. But Never Have I Ever is better. It's like Clueless in the sense that, okay, here's a movie in a genre that's stupid that a man like myself probably wouldn't like, but it's above the rest in its writing and its structure and its direction and that's what makes it, um, you know, even, I mean, the fact that Never Ever Ever has John McEnroe narrating it and one episode with Andy Samberg narrating it, I mean, that they just obviously get it. And that's what Emily in Paris doesn't have and doesn't need to have because it's not supposed to be that kind of show. But what I'm saying is Never Have I Ever is, is very much like a Clueless, which is much smarter than your average teen comedy. That's why we like... We like a, you say like a, an animal house, a Caddyshack. Uh, There's definitely a Fast Times of Richmond High for sure. Because these, even though Caddyshack is a basic comedy thing, we know it was above other comedies like that for some reason. And maybe it had the fact that it used older people, older and younger, maybe that had something to do with it. And Animal House was certainly as what it what it was and what it is but it because of the writing and the the actions and the 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 premise that had never been seen before something like that a comedy like that it was more intelligent than certainly you know a van wilder or or the other college movies we've seen like that you know there was a there was thanks to Harold Ramis there was a much more intelligent factor to one of the other you know, just zany comedies you see. And that's what makes, you know, Clueless better, or especially Fast Times of Richmond High, there's an obviously intelligent factor to that movie that's not a typical high school stupid comedy. Or like the the 80s, like that show, the, the, the movie that um, Phoebe Cage is in private school, you know, which is just stupid. I mean, it maybe it's a guilty pleasure. It's not for me. I'm just saying maybe it is for some people, but there's not the intelligence factor that a Caddyshack or... Animal House has, which there's, you know, which they somehow combined uh, a raucous comedy, but there's a smarter level to it. It's like a next level thing, and I don't know whether it's the writing. I mean, I don't, I don't know whether it's the writing. I mean, there's lines we like, but I mean, hey, we're all gonna get laid. I mean, that's that's raucous, but you have Rodney Dangerfield saying it, and you're saying it in the context like that's the last line of the movie. It's fucking brilliant, you know? I mean, it's <laughs> there's something to it. Where if you put it in anything else, it's just going to be stupid. So it's those little things that make a difference from the movies that 
you know, we're like, well, I can't help it. I like it. Or like, you know, uh, or an animal house. That is, there's, there's something about that we see in an animal house or for me that I see in Clueless that rises above a lot of the other movies. And that is all due to writing and direction, which is what I will be teaching. And if I'm going to start getting preachier on this about those kind of movies, well, why wouldn't I? I have to get into character. It's not now. This can't be Jessica Dan. This has to be a brand new character. I got to come up with a name for it. Well, it's Professor David Jessica. He's a different character than Jessica Dan. I have to have multiple personalities going now. Now Jessica Dan will still always be around on Monday nights until uh, until January. Jessica Dan Monday nights is going to be Jessica Dan's in all full fashion. Jessica Dan can party on Monday nights and still get to work at eight in the morning on Tuesday. That's that's fucking Jessica Dan, man. But Professor David Juskow is uh, a fun-loving guy. I, I got to tell you, when they told me he's 25, 30 students, I'm like, uh, I thought it was going to be 10. I'm a little nervous if that's, that, that's a lot of, that's a lot. I wasn't expecting that. I was, I was expecting, I can't deny, I was expecting a very intimate class. 15 at the most. I don't know, 25, 30 is, uh, that's, that's a lot of kids. That's a, that's a lot of goddamn kids to learn names and, Things like that. I I don't I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm nervous about that. At least the first time, definitely nervous. I mean, this is the, the stand-up comedy training will come in handy for something like this. One would figure, and it's all just about preparation and trying not to be nervous. So again, it's another character. Whatever I guess that character is that I, whatever I put up on stage when I do have confidence, I got to be that character. So maybe I need to be my PDJ character when I'm doing stand-up comedy. Whatever character that is. I'm going to come up for a name for it. And Professor David Jessica isn't good enough. We need like a Jessica Dan name. So if you have anything, or we could just stick with the PDJ. That could work. But it sounds like PBJ. And I don't know if I like that. But I don't hate it. The next stop is 50th Street. Well, I was just telling you on Wednesday, I went out with uh, my friend Jasmine, beautiful Jasmine, and uh, this is the best. She's like, are we having dinner Wednesday? I'm like, ah, damn it, I was going to go to Staten Island with Kate. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what sounds worse. They're both pretty, so I just wanted to hang out with pretty girls. So I knew Wednesday I couldn't go wrong. I was going to hang out with somebody cool and hopefully you know, get a photograph of, hey, look, I know pretty people. Well, we went out and I just said, you know, wherever you want to go is fine. And she chose this Greek place on 53rd Street where there's a whole bunch of weird restaurants that I've never been to before. That's, of course, right across the street from Peking Duck because I know she has, a, I think she's a vegan. So, I, you know, we got to choose places that she can eat. It was so funny. She, you know, was going, oh, can I taste this wine? You know, it's so funny going out with girls. I, I would never ask the waiter to taste wine. And the, waiter, the waitress was getting annoyed because she tasted three different wines. Uh, even though she was nothing but nice, the waitress, I'm not complaining or anything. It was just funny. It's, these girls, they don't give a shit. They don't care. It's not like she was being disrespectful or anything. She just wanted to try because it it's like Greek wine and nobody knows what that is. So we did a, you know, we I just had her order for me, which was fine because I knew it. You know, wherever we're eating with her, it's not going to be like going to steakhouse or anything, you know. And we had a really nice time. And she looked amazing because she dresses really great. 
And then I walked her to, remember I told you she lives with her parents while her apartment is getting uh, re- refurnished up in Harlem. And she also said, it's so funny, she goes, well, uh, you know, I'm, I, listen, I'm going to be away for a while. I mean, I want to see you again in October, but I got to go to, I got to go to Nashville, then I got to go to Seattle, then I got to go to Portugal, then I'm going to Amsterdam. I, it, she travels all the time, and it's really, it's really interesting. She, uh, I mean, she's just, that's what she does, you know, and, and for her job, too. So I walk her to her parents' place, which is on, like, Park Avenue, and I say, oh, so, like, you just have a room here? She goes, well, it's kind of a wing. I was like, "What? Wow! <laughs> Can I see it? Uh, well, not tonight, but yeah, let's go. We'll have a drink up there uh, next time I'm in town." And I'm like, "Yeah, a wing, like like in the movies, like in those movies you see on like uh, I don't know, Succession or Gossip Girl." Or yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that. So I got to see that a wing. She has a wing to herself, like you see in the fucking movies. Well, I got to see that, and I got to take pictures. Of course, pictures, remember, will never do it justice. I'm thinking, I was thinking of that movie, that HBO Max movie with uh, Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman, that murder mystery one, where Donald Sutherland, when she was at her dad's house, and you know, she pretty much had a wing to herself, her and her son. A wing. And she wasn't saying it to be rude. She was just saying it matter-of-factly. Wow. That's uh, pretty good. Now I'm sorry I split the bill. <laughs> what? What kind of jazz are you listening to? Stupid or boring? It's Mark Marin's podcast. He does cool interviews with really interesting people. This guy interviewed Krusty? I'll tell you something, though. Um, you know, I've been nervous. Like I'm like, you know, does this podcast suck? Who knows, right? We have loyal listeners, but we don't have a lot of listeners you know, like I said, maybe it's a thousand listeners, which is great, but it's not like 50,000 listeners or, you know, stuff, uh, Joe Rogan or uh, who's my friend, Mark Marin universe, you know, but that's all right. You know, but I, I mean, 20,000 would be sweet, but whatever it is, it is right. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I mean, my show, what do I talk about? I talk about restaurants, talk about this, talk about that. And it's so funny when I listen to other podcasts, once in a blue moon, so I was listening to my friend Lenny Marcus is now doing a podcast with Leslie Jones, who I don't really care for. But I'm like, well, let me listen to it a little because it's my friend Lenny. In fact, he can't be on the Tuesday show because that's when they film their serious show. And I'm like, uh. and I love having Lenny on, obviously, because he works for the, you know, the NFL. And I was listening to the show and I was listening. I'm like, this is boring. And I'm like, well, mine's probably boring, too, if you don't know the personality. So it's not that it's boring. I mean, they're funny. But they're just talking about the same shit that I'm talking about. And I'm like, maybe I just got to relax. Because people seem to like this. This is the podcast. If you're not interviewing anybody, what is the podcast? I mean, everybody has guests. I'm not having guests anymore. I have guests on the Tuesday show. We use it for that forum. I don't bother having guests anymore because we don't need guests. So this is, this is it. This is a podcast. You, you listen to a podcast for the person of the personality of the person. And I guess I guess I'm not doing anything that... Nobody else is doing. It's not like theirs is produced any better than mine where they have sound effects or anything like that. They're just talking to each other about shit and laughing at themselves. And I'm like, well, what am I worried about? They were only on the third episode. I'm sure they'll have more listeners because of Leslie. But I'm like, I'm doing the same thing. So what? I got to relax. Even, you know, but if you know how it is. 
So I was sitting there thinking to myself, well, who's going to be interested in my constipation story? <laughs> but who isn't? I mean, this is good stuff. Plus, I like when I tell these stories and my friends or you guys, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it that way, but you know what I'm saying. If you write in the DMs or something, about like, hey, you should stop that probiotic if you're having constipation. You know, like that. Remember, you guys saved me from dying when you when I mentioned I was bleaching my mask and I couldn't figure out why I was dizzy every day. <laughs> so all you guys came to the rescue and said, uh, you know, it's possible you're uh, dizzying and going to a neurologist because you are bleaching your one mask, you dumb idiot. So you've saved me on multiple occasions. So I'm expecting if somebody in this Just Go the City listener community says, uh, dude, if you're being constipated from a probiotic, you got to stop. You can't just power through this one. But I, right now, I think I can. Now, that might be being naive, but like I said, I looked it up. It is some form of side effect, but it didn't say to stop taking it, that it's going to work itself out. I don't know. I guess we'll see. I'm giving it a try. You know, New Jersey? Anyway, yesterday, you know, it was uh, Thursday, and I was going to go visit my mother as usual, right? And now I'm just like, my car is such a disaster. You know, it's like I know when I go to the, I'm like, ah, those guys are going to be so angry because they know they got to jump it. We got to jump it every time. And I took a picture. I mean, now it's even in this worst spot where I don't know what is on that floor. It's dripping. It's leaking. There's, you're crunching on it. I don't know what the fuck it is, but it did. They, this time they didn't even have the keys, and I'm like, well, I'd like to help us start it, but uh, there's no keys. Where are the keys? Oh, oh, wait here. And then I got to wait in this dingy, super hot garage where he goes looks for my car keys. So that was new. But then I didn't feel so bad that I just, I'm like, well, if I don't have the keys, you wouldn't be able to start it anyway. Somehow he found the keys. I don't know where. Started the car perfectly like normal, and I took it to the Jiffy Loop. And I'm like, I'm definitely taking it there today because I'm getting, when I was riding it last time, I was getting a raw egg smell coming out of the air conditioner. And I'm like, well, that's probably not good. I looked it up online and they said it was the catalytic, catalytic converter. You probably remember these from when they started installing them in the 80s and 90s. I don't know what it does, but they said it's probably that. And as soon as I heard the word catalytic converter, I'm like, that sounds pricey. So I bought it in there because, you know, these guys are the best it was so funny. They were pulling into the garage. It didn't start. And I'm like, it, it's never not started again after I get it started. So now it's just dead every time I turn the ignition off. It has to be restarted. So this time they were looking at the alternator. And I said, well, you guys put in the alternator two years ago. And they did a test on the alternator. They said the alternator is dead. So maybe it is an actual bum alternator. Remember the guys in my garage were always saying, like, your alternator. I'm like, I just got a new alternator. Are you telling me it only lasts two years? That was like $700, but fortunately, Jiffy Lube installed it, so they kind of have to fix it. But they, they weren't being dicks about it or anything, but they're like, well, let's check the warranty on it, and the warranty is plenty long enough. I got it two years ago. But here's the issue. The guy comes back and he goes, do you want the good news or the bad news? I'm like, oh, God. He's like, the good news is you can totally get a new alternator. The bad news is we got it from this place, AutoZone, that we don't use anymore because of this reason I'm about to tell you. We stopped using them a year ago because they're dicks. So we have to take the alternator out of the car, bring it to them, show it to them. Then they'll order a new one 
and then we have to bring it back and install it. I'm like, that's so dicky. Why would they do that? They're like, that's why we stopped using them. So like, if you want to do that, we can probably get it installed by the end of the day. And I'm like, that sounds like a big pain in the ass. I was like, well, I could bring it back next Thursday in the morning. And I'm like, ugh, that sounds horrible having to get here at like eight in the morning. He's like, well, the earlier you bring it, the further we get out. I'm like, ugh, that sounds horrible. And then I was talking, you know, the other guy there, that guy, Leon, who, you know, is obsessed with my car. And he loves it. And he's great. And remember, these guys, these are the guys that never charged me for anything the last three times I bought it in. And they've done work on it. So I love this place. So he's telling me about the catalytic converters. And they said they both, the guy, the managers and the guy, Leon, is like, well, don't bring it to like a Midas place. Bring it to a place that'll, because if you bring it to a Midas place, they're going to charge you for a new exhaust and a new catalytic converter and all this kind of stuff. But all you really need is that nowadays, the, the, if you have an older car, and I'm talking to anybody out there that does, the catalytic converter at one point it has something in it, titanium or something that was supposedly used back in when we were doing this, and it's not necessary anymore. So you just have to take it out, and then they have to weld it together, and that'll save you $700. But there aren't a lot of places that do that because they want to charge you for all this stuff. So they're telling me this. But this guy, Leon, is so funny. He goes, well, you know, if you leave the car, maybe I could take a look and like, here's, I have one right here and I just got to do, I just got to get a welding kit from my brother-in-law and I'm like, Hey, why don't I just leave it here all week and you guys do what you want to it and just take it. Cause this guy loves fiddling around with the car. He's really good. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just leave it. I'll call my mother and tell her I'm not, I'm, I'm not coming. I'll take an Uber to the train station. It costs nine bucks and I'll, I'll come back next Thursday. And that's exactly what I did. And I'm like, oh, would you, how much does it cost to leave it here? He goes, what? It doesn't cost anybody. He's like, we don't care. They got plenty of room. He doesn't going to leave it there for a week. And I'm like, oh, God, because in the city it costs $40 a day. He goes, $40 a day? Oh, I'm like, it was awful. I had to leave it there. and They wanted me to pick it up on New Year's Eve, but the st- shop and my garage are in Times Square. I'm like, I'm not going to pick it up on New Year's Eve. How am I going to get to my parking garage on New Year's Eve? They kept charging. Remember, they kept charging me 40 bucks. I couldn't even get the money to take it out. So, I mean, is this place the best? They, they don't do everything, which sucks. But there's, I mean, I don't have to tell any of you guys listening, especially if this is just guy in the city, right? So sometimes you listen because you want to hear New York stories. But all of you listening, if you're not in New York and you're like, oh, I'm kind of fascinated to hear this kind of life, have a car. I mean, it's, I tell you, half the fascination of just guy in the city is having a car in the city because it's really fucking difficult. But everybody has a car, so you understand car problems. Well, for me, leaving a car for a week, and then the, the guy was like, Do you, I hope you have a second car. And I'm like, why? And he's like, well, what are you going to use all week? I'm like, ah, <laughs> that's hilarious. No, this isn't a problem for me at all. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I only take the car out once a week to go see my mother. Once she's dead, I won't even need a car anymore. Well, I probably always like a car. But if that catalytic converter was going and stuff like, you know, all of a sudden I'm looking at a new car. I mean, if I can't get that battery fixed, if none of this works, if it's not the alternator, then I got to try and somehow get a new car because I can't take it anymore. It's just not reliable and that's no good because it still runs really well. But if you're, you know, once you start putting too much money into it, then it's not worth it. But it's just so funny. I'm like, no, I'll pick it up next Thursday. If you guys don't mind, like we don't mind. Well, then I'm good with that too. Because he, I could never do it at my mom's place because there was no train that got me there. But this, I could take the train. Like I said, the Uber was nine bucks. 
It was perfect. And it got me there. They picked me up. I was there in, 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 I don't know, five minutes at the train station. And then the train came 15 minutes after. And that's where where I grew up. It's, you know, like I'm familiar with that train. It was so easy. It was ridiculous. And then the thing was, if I I wasn't sure if I was going to the the campus on Friday, I'm like, that's not a problem either because the train goes right there. So I don't need... I don't need the car. In fact, my mother's being honored some for some reason at her old place in October, and it's on a Wednesday. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to leave after four o'clock. You know, with my car, probably I'll I'll probably take take the train because it'll be too difficult to take my car out and get there on time. So I was just looking at you know the train and an Uber to where I'm going, and I was like, ah, oh, it's only twenty bucks. So that's not bad. Now that I don't mind taking the train anymore. Maybe I don't need a car. Well, I probably don't need a car, but it's nice sometimes to have a car in the city. Again, if you lived here, you'd understand. And then you also wouldn't understand because I'm telling you, oh my God, what a pain in the ass it was Thursday going. First of all, there was traffic everywhere in the city. I don't know. Everything's like back to normal. Traffic-wise, for sure. Everybody told me about traffic. Uh, this was Thursday in the city, after the Thursday after Labor Day. I guess with kids going back to school, more people going into their offices. Traffic was crazy. And that was just leaving the city at 11 o'clock in the morning. Leaving. There was all this traffic. Let alone coming in at 11 o'clock in the morning. So I guess things are back to normal. So now it's like, I don't want to leave at 4 o'clock in the afternoon anymore. Because remember, it was so easy during COVID. I could leave at 4 in the afternoon, get back into the city in no time. Now it's all back where you're going to be sitting there for hours. And if you got a bum car, you don't want to be in that situation. But anyway, when I came back yesterday, I'm like, well, should I get the Taco Bell? And, I'm, and then I look, wait, when's the Mexican pizza coming back? Well, it's coming back next week. So I'm like, you know, fuck that. I'll get it next week. I'll get Chipotle today. It's on my way. So I got Chipotle and I got it. The reason why I like it, they got a fountain soda there. So I, now I just got a large fountain soda and I fill it up with, you know, half or three quarters Coke and a quarter lemonade. And it is goddamn delicious. I can't tell you how god it was so refreshing after i ate the burrito bowl that i just wanted to go to 7-eleven get another fountain soda because i finished i i I was like i want to save some of it i put it in the fridge but every time i took a sip i'm like oh god that's good you ever do that where you're like oh god that's good oh i gotta get more and it was so good with the ice and the and the soda and the straw that i just put more ice i out of my freezer, I, I want to get more ice and put another, I put an iced tea in there, just like a Snapple from the fridge because I just wanted to drink it because it was the most refreshing thing. for one, some, Sometimes that just that, that I know it's not, it wasn't fountain soda, but the glass with ice in a paper cup is the most thirst quenching thing for some reason. It was so good. I was really almost going to 7-Eleven for a big gulp. But I, I didn't want to walk up there. It's disgusting up there in the 60s on First Avenue. It's gross. I'm like, ugh, I don't like that 7-Eleven. But that's the closest one where they have a fountain soda. You'd be like, and then I got angry again because I got four fucking pizza places here on a, on a block, four of them, and none of them have a fountain soda. Again, it makes me so angry that these pizza places open and don't get how you're, that's what a pizza place is supposed to do supposed to have fountain soda that's you open a pizza place you get a slice and a fountain soda god damn it that's it they don't take any pride in their work 
jerks. Oh, but that Chipotle is pretty good. Now, once in a while, I got to say, those burrito bowls, very good. And then you got to carry that soda all the way home. That's the tough part. But like I said, once in a while, it ain't bad. Oh, have you heard any good news today? today? I want to hear what you have to say. And finally today, let's see what's in the news. Uh, just a couple things. Uh, number one, there's a story of this woman that's been on the Upper West Side with a machete. And she slashed this doorman, this poor guy working his job at the Upper West Side. And then after the machete, she like, threw bear spray while he was trying to get I mean, it's, uh, she's under arrest right now, thank God. But that this is what's happening in the city. The title... Every day, city in crisis, because it is, and the governor's not doing anything about it. She's like, nah, it'll fix itself, because, I mean, that's the funny thing, because I say the same thing in a sense, in the way that I'm saying, every week, this is what happens when you lock people up for two years. I guess that's the way she's thinking, but if I was the governor, I wouldn't just say it. I, I don't know. i got to figure something else. Machete menace. I mean, that's messed up. I told you about that. Oh, yeah, of course... Queen Elizabeth died yesterday. I don't know. Is that sad? I, I you know, I, it didn't make me sad like when I heard other people sometimes because I just, after you see the crown, I, you just don't get angry about it. You're like, you're angry. You're like, why are people mourning for her? She sounds like an awful, not her, but that whole regime. And now there's nothing funnier than that idiot Prince Charles becoming king. I mean, that guy is a moron. And the crown just solidifies that, especially after he murdered his wife. I mean, why are we letting this guy do anything? Thank God it's not here. So who cares? But here's the best part. A self-proclaimed anti-racist feminist college professor, this is why I tore it out, wished Queen Elizabeth II an excruciating death, earning her, oh, it was a woman. Oh, I, I didn't realize that. Oh, wow, that's even worse. Um earning her prompt backlash from Amazon founder Jeff Bezos. I had, This is what uh, this girl, Uju Anya, and apparently uh, they say she's an associate professor of second language acquisition at Carnegie Mellon University. And in a tweet yesterday, she wrote, I heard the chief monarch of a thieving, raping, genocidal empire is finally dying. May her pain be excruciating. The world's third richest man then quoted Anya's tweet, adding, this is someone supposedly working to make the world better because she's a professor. I don't think so. And then Twitter finally took down the, uh, the tweet. Now, as a forthcoming professor, I don't understand how this woman is automatically fired. <laughs> I mean, if you're a professor, why would you write something like that? Uh, you you can, I mean, I don't care for her. And I, you know, again, I've always heard the regime to be pretty bad. You just have to go to the Sex Pistols to know that.
college professors wishing somebody an excruciating death? I don't know whether she deserves that. There's a lot of things about her regime, but, uh, you know, I don't think she was that bad. I mean, she, there's lots of bad stuff about her. There's lots of, you know, she was thrown into this thing. It's an antiquated profession. It's so stupid. And her husband is, uh, or the guy, the son taking over is awful. I mean, I can't, I'm waiting for uh, one of his kids to take over. That'll be a much better, good time. Maybe he won't last long, but I certainly, even if he didn't last long, and I don't hate Prince Charles or anything, I don't wish him an excruciating death. What the fuck? And certainly, as a college professor, I would never tweet something like that. In fact, I, I think I might have to stop tweeting altogether. All if you're a college professor, you got to be crazy to tweet anything, really, or you got to be real careful. So I don't know. I had to keep doing my show at the Comedy Cellar, being a college professor now. I don't know. I mean, I got to be careful, I guess. <laughs> and, and finally, uh, Leah Michelle took over Funny Girl. And, you know, we've been making fun of that show for a long time with that horrible Beanie Feldshin or whatever her stupid name is, that this was somehow a vehicle for her when Leah Michelle, uh, not just through glee, but has paraded or what, what do you call it, campaigned for this part ever since we met her on glee. And I don't care because I don't watch glee that much, but I mean, like, this is the part she's been born to play. And certainly, why shouldn't she? She's perfect for the part. She has a perfect look, and her singing voice is spectacular. So apparently, everybody was there on opening night, and she got like seven standing ovations. And why should I mean Beanie felt whatever the and they forced Beanie out when they found out that Leah Michelle like was available, wanted it, whatever the case may be, and how Beanie got it. Like I said, I think her father bought the theater, something, something stupid, and they forced her out early, so Leah Michelle could take over the role. Now it's something I want to see. Because you know she's going to be great in that. And all her friends came to see. Why, why wouldn't they see it? But, I mean, uh, the word of mouth is that it's great now. Why wouldn't it be? She's the perfect beanie felt. I'd be furious. My sister just caught me today. She goes, Ugh, I bought tickets to Into the Woods. That horrible. I'm like, that horrible? She goes, yeah, I know. I hate it. I hate it. But the cast was good. I wanted to see uh, these people in particular. I don't know who she mentioned. And now they're all gone. And I paid $300 a ticket. Not for the play, but for the, the, the people in the play. Because a lot of times you just see a play because you like the people in it. And I'm like, well, a lot of times when there's a casting change, you can get your money back. So that's what we were trying to do all day, figure out how to get the money back. It's not, it's kind of not like those days now because you're not getting it from the theater. You're getting it from a third party like SeatGeek. But that's where the theater sends you to go. But they do have the form when we looked it up where you say, you know, what's the reason you'd like a refund? And you say, you know, cast change or star absence, star absence. That's what it's called. But she didn't look down far enough. I'm like, no, it's right there, star absence. See, they still have it because that's the thing. If, if I get a ticket to Funny Girl and Leah Michelle's not there that day, I want my money back. And usually Broadway has been, over the years, extremely good about that. Because I don't think this is one of those shows, but it was with Beanie. Remember, we were talking about this when her understudy went on and the reviews were unbelievably spectacular. As I've told you a lot of times, oh, that's what it was. It was Sarah Brightman. That's what my sister wanted to see that. But if you remember correctly, Sarah Brightman originated the role in Phantom of the Opera because her husband wrote the play. Anybody that knew about theater knew to go when her understudy was there because Sarah Brightman ain't that great. It's funny that my sister would pay $300 to see somebody that ain't that great 
but she is a Broadway name, and uh, I guess that's what she felt for the the headline. The person that originated the role of Christine and Phantom of the Opera is a big deal. So, you know, I, I, I would assume that Leah Michelle is just as good, but I'm sure there's a bunch of gay guys that just want to see the understudy because that's just always the worst. They love the controversy. But I want to see Leah Michelle in this. I think that's good. I've never seen Funny Girl before. I think that'd be interesting. I've been looking for a play to see. So I, don't know, I might give it a try. Plus, I, I think she's kind of sexy. <laughs> so really can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Beanie Felter. What is that? A beanie? Beanie. Anybody named Beanie, I don't want to go see. I'm not going to go see anybody named Beanie. That's a stupid name. You got to be kidding me. Beanie? I wish I was in that place so I could be like, now look, Beanie, I've had just about enough out of you. You stink. You can't sing, you can't act, and you can't dance. Now, Beanie, I've told you a couple times how I feel about this performance, and it's not good, so we're going to put in your understudy. But I, Beanie, I am not going to listen to anything you have to say. You can't yell at somebody named Beanie seriously and keep saying her name. I don't know, Beanie. I don't like it. It's not going to work, even as a manager. Beanie, I got to talk to you about something. How can you take anything serious with the name Beanie? I was just going to say I feel the same way about David, but uh, <laughs> David's very serious. But I like when Beavis and Buttheads call their teacher David. David. <laughs> Been using that for years because they're teach. Remember that teacher who was always like, "Now, Beavis, butthead, I want you to be respectful to women." And then they, his girlfriend comes in. She goes, "David, I'm not." And they go, <laughs> "David." <laughs> that's when we found out his name. It's a hard clip to find, David. Well, that's our show for today. I think it was an okay one. I don't know. We'll see. When I listen back, sometimes I'll be like, oh, it was an all right show. And then sometimes I'm like, Jesus, why the hell is anybody listening? But hey, that's what we do. And we keep putting out. You never know how it is when you're doing it. You don't know how it's going to be received. You don't know how anything's going on. It doesn't matter. It's going to be awesome because it's a great time of the year. It's beautiful weather out. You're going to have a good time today. You're going to have a good time next week. And uh, don't forget to watch the show tonight, hopefully with everybody's friend, Memo Salazar. Everybody loves Memo from Sesame Street. And uh, our puppet will hopefully be picked, so hopefully it's all going to work out. I think he's just going to do it from his office. I don't know. And then the week after, we'll be back in studio with Colin Smith playing. And then the week after that, Dino Stamatopoulos. And and then it's already October. Remember I told you how fast all this stuff goes? Oh, my God, it does. So that all being said, from headquarters here at Just Got the City headquarters, we'll see you next week, everybody. Have a great one. Good night. (laughs) 